Hey girl, and welcome back to She Believe He Could podcast. I am truly grateful to be back with you this week. I am encouraged. I am truly walking with the spirit right now. Um, The message that God really put on my heart for this week, it really was triggered by a phone call that I had with my mom. And in the midst of the conversation, you know, you kind of just talk in the moment. But after we got off the call, and even as the next day came, I was still thinking about our conversation. I was really thinking about in prayer, like, God, how can I help her with this? I felt like immediately there was a word for her and my spirit was being not really challenged, but I was committed in a way to figure this out in regards to what this looks like for her in her journey, because oftentimes people who feel like they are the furthest from God, they don't feel adequate or worthy to go to him in such a way. So they are willing to talk and and trust in people who do have a relationship with God, if that makes sense. Um, Although they can have that same relationship that I have with the father in the sacred of their own journey in their own relationship, but our sins in the things that we believe in the world hinders that relationship because we have all of the feelings of unworthiness. So not to go in specifics in regards to what we were talking about, but it was who we were talking about that led me to the book of Isaiah And I'm very familiar with the book of Isaiah. I absolutely love Isaiah because what I've learned that in the study application Bible, it says that the first 39 chapters is Isaiah generally carrying the message of judgment for sin. Isaiah warnings were intended to purify the people by helping them understand God's true nature and message. And isn't that people like we don't always like what people have to tell us or we don't always like what people have to say, especially if it's highlighting or illuminating all the wrong in our life or all of the bad choices that we've made. And if you read the book of Isaiah, he wasn't condemning them in no way. He wasn't pointing his finger in their face and saying, well, you did this and you're doing that. What he what he does so beautifully is that he's saying that there is a cause and effect. There is a consequence to your actions. So just know that what you're what you're doing right now and what's currently happening around you, that it's not going unseen and that God, God is a God that if we harden our hearts against his message, punishment will surely come to us. It's not to say that maybe um, there's a possibility. No, that it will. Because our hearts are hardened by our actions, by our mindsets, by our choices and the way that we choose to live this life, right? But on the other side of that, The second half of Isaiah, 
He is bringing a message of forgiveness, comfort, and hope. It says God freely offers forgiveness to all who turn to him in faith. And that's what I love about this book is that the first half of this book, you're going to be like, man, you know, this is heavy. This is, you may even feel a little intimidated as you're reading it and maybe a little confused. But what I love about that second half is that Isaiah starts to bring the messages full circle out of forgiveness and comfort and hope. Isaiah was one of the greatest prophets, right? And so he wasn't very popular. People didn't always want to hear from him. People didn't really like what he had to say. Why? To our culture now, he kind of exposed what we try to keep hidden from the world. We try to hide the flaws. We try to hide our mistakes. We try to hide all of the things that what people will look down upon us on. So a prophet like Isaiah coming the goodness of God and just the salvation through Jesus, people wasn't really trying to hear that. They were very well much comfortable in what they were doing and how they were doing it. In regards to my phone call with my mom, God was just saying, encourage her to have faith over fear. We are allowing our... um emotions and we're allowing the distractions around us to bring upon this perception of a feeling of danger, evil, pain, whether it's real or you made it up. But we allow what we see in the world. We allow what we hear in the world to give us this perception that we should be fearful of what is happening or what could happen. And choosing faith isn't always easy. Why? Because faith is the confidence and the assurance in the things we cannot see. But it's worth it. It's worth your sanity. It's worth your happiness. It's worth your relationship with God. It's worth you putting one foot in front of the other and saying no more. No more will I allow fear to come into my heart to cause me headaches, to cause me stress, to stop exactly what I'm doing just to entertain the idea of fear. Because in in those very moments, we are allowing ourselves to be very vulnerable to the enemy because we are giving in to the very things of this world. And I was just like, God, that is so good. Even as a believer, choosing faith does not come without its challenges. It does not come without its sacrifices. And that is what I loved in the book uh, of Isaiah. I was specifically in chapter 43. And I love that when Isaiah was speaking over the people of Israel, not only was he encouraging them to have hope and to just trust that God was with them, but I love the message in such a way to where the first thing he said was, do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy one of Israel, your savior. 
that was verse two. No, sorry. That was verse one through three. And he turns around again in verse five and says, do not be afraid for I am with you. I will gather you and your children from east and west. I will say to the north and south, bring my sons and my daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. Now, this part of this chapter, verses five through seven, I read that again, but when I read it for the second time, I declared and decreed some things in the earth because it says, bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them so that therefore I was comforted by knowing that no matter how far we go, he said to the north and the south, east and the west, bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. Our willingness to decree and create and make changes in the spiritual realm, because in the physical, it aligns our heart with God to know that although you're my mother, although you're my, my father, although you're my daughter, my sister, my brother, my cousin, my friend, although I am all of the things to you. I was made for the glory of God. It was he who created me. So I am his first and foremost. So you think about that when you are praying for family members, friends, co-workers, that despite your relationship with this person, God created them just like he created you. So give them back to him in prayer in song, in worship, whether you're crying out to him, whatever that looks like for you. I love that. I love that God freely offers the forgiveness to, to all who turn to him, but it's in faith that we do this because we have to know that we know in our heart of hearts that is the confidence and the assurance, although we can't see it, Although we don't know if it's to the east, to the west, the north or the south, we just have to know that we know that he is offering a forgiveness that only he can give. I just want to encourage you to go to the book of Isaiah right here in chapter 43. Not only is there in, there is an encouraging word for you, not only does God cause you his own by name. But there's also a promise of victory. So despite what it looks like, despite how you may feel there in verse 18, it said, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me. The jackals and owls too. For giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland. So my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself. And they will someday honor me before the whole world. But dear family of Jacob. 
You refuse to ask for my help. You have grown tired of me, O Israel. Isn't that the honest truth? We go on about our life. We go on about our day with the heartache, with the stress, with the confusion and the doubt and all of the things that keeps us up at night. There in verse 22, it says, you refuse to ask for my help. You have grown tired of me, O Israel. Think about that. Put your name there. You refuse to ask me for my help. You have grown tired of me. Insert your name. Because let's be real. Let's be honest with ourselves. Have you asked God for help? With your current situation? With that one somebody? With what's happening around you? Have you? Have you grown tired of God? Maybe you're feeling like he's just not answering your prayers. Maybe you're feeling like he hasn't done anything. He's not going to do anything. There's no change in circumstance. There's no change in my surroundings or my situation. Like when I read that, you have grown tired of me. We grow tired of people when we feel like they are doing us no good or they are doing something that does not benefit us. We grow tired of people when there's no need there. Be real with yourself. We all have done it to friends, family, to God, because the situation at hand doesn't look like hope because the situation doesn't feel like faith. So we grow tired. We stop praying. We stop depending on God to do anything. It's not that we may not feel that our prayers are going unanswered. We just don't pray. We don't get before him and put the very things that we need at his feet. Bibles remain closed. Ears remain shut. And our eyes are looking over that way because we don't want to see anything for what it really looks like. We rather grow this perception that triggers the emotions of things that are not of God. Despite the warnings, despite people telling you or encouraging you or praying for you or wanting you to see the light, you still have your own perception of what this could look like or what this is currently because of your now situation. How about we say by faith, right now, I am believing in God to turn this around. I am believing in God that it is already done. Speak life over dead things. And I'm not saying dead as in actual death, but I'm just saying something that's not alive, something that's dark, something that hasn't had, a, had an awakening Something that is covered but needs to be uncovered to be seen. Something that needs the light of God. Something that's dead, dark. Speak life over it. Put it at your father's feet. Because here in the book of Isaiah, it didn't say that you might be punished. It said if our hearts are hardened against his message, surely punishment will come. Only God knows what that looks like for us. But I can tell you one thing, girl, I ain't trying to see it. I don't want to be hardened 
against the very word of God that gives me life. So I want to encourage you right now, right now, declare and decree faith over fear right now. Start today. Take all of what you have that gives you that amount of fear and tremble in your body, that amount of grief, doubt, whatever that looks like. Give it to God right now and trust him for the very things you can't see. Trust him that it's already being done on the other side. Walk about your day with the confidence that your God is already handling the situation. It is taken care of. You are so good. And do that daily. Don't just do it one time and and be done. No, continue to meet him. Continue to go forth. So until next time, girlfriend, holla. Before you go, don't forget to rate, comment, or subscribe to this podcast. If you like this week's episode, be sure to share with all of the girls in your world. Check out the website at www.shebelievehecouldpodcast.com for more episodes.